you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're watching what's happening in Florida. There is a hurricane on track to make landfall as a Category 3 in uh, Florida. It could mean 10 to 12 feet just in Tampa Bay to be just disastrous uh, for Florida. But they've already declared a state of emergency, and Ron DeSantis seems to be on it, uh, again, just as he was on the, the uh, last hurricane. We're going to talk to John Solomon next. Uh, coming up is uh, Donald Trump. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes. But I wanted to get John in here. He is the uh, CEO and editor-in-chief of Just the News, which if you don't read every day, you're missing out an awful lot. Um, there are new memos out that undercut the basic storyline of everything that is that the, the Democrats were hanging their hat on since the impeachment of Donald Trump. These are very important, and I don't see the world standing up and saying, hey, look at this. We wanted you to hear this from John Solomon in 60 seconds. So the heat is just unbearable, at least here. Now, maybe it it might be slowing down where you are, uh, but then you're going to go into cold. And so are we. We're in Texas, and it'll be cold here by, I don't know, probably mid-December. But... uh, when it gets cold, when it gets really hot, you need to have blind shade, shutters, drapes, anything that keeps that sun from coming in and superheating your house or keeping that cold outside. Now, you can do this yourself or you can ask blinds.com to help you. They'll help you pick out the right blinds at the right price. Uh, and they can install them for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. Over 25 million windows covered. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, whatever they are, and they have over 40,000 five-star reviews. Shopblinds.com now. Save up to 40% off everything, plus free installation on qualifying purchases. Up to 40% off right now at blinds.com. That's blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. John Solomon, Just the News and author of Hidden Headlines. Welcome to the program. So there, there is there there's some new news here about mm-hmm. Joe Biden and Shokin. And this doesn't look good for the president. Yeah, listen, there are five or six narratives that Joe Biden told us in 2019 during impeachment trial of Donald Trump and then in the election to get elected in his final job interviews at the debate. Some of them are blatantly false. We've been able to prove that. Uh, he said he never, his family never got money from China. Hunter Biden was going to admit to $6 million of Chinese money that he, uh, he welched taxes on just in 2017-18. Didn't go back to even 2013 when there was more. He said he had never met with his business partners, hadn't talked to business with his son, uh, that the laptop was disinformation. We know all of those are uh, uh, now clearly false. But one of the most important and enduring narratives he gave us, and it came during the Donald Trump impeachment trial, was that Joe Biden, yeah, he did 
forced the firing of Viktor Shokin, the attorney general of Ukraine, by threatening to withhold a billion dollars in USA. But when he did that, it wasn't to help his son's company. It was because he was carrying out U.S. policy recommended by career officials. Well, we went and sued and we tried to go get the documents and we finally got the documents from the State Department. And long and behold, we discovered that Joe Biden actually was told to do the opposite of what he did. There was a task force of state, treasury and Justice Department officials, and they sent a recommendation to him and to the uh, uh, Obama White House that they should give the billion dollars in loan guarantees to Ukraine because Victor Shokin, the prosecutor, had made enough progress on the reform agenda, the anti-corruption agenda in Ukraine. 180 degrees opposite of what Joe Biden told us, 180 degrees opposite of what Joe Biden uh, actually did. And I think these documents, which are government documents from the State Department, from the Obama administration, completely undercut the story that Joe Biden told us uh, going back to impeachment. By the way, Adam Schiff, um, all those guys, they also misled these, uh, misled the American public by making these claims. And interestingly enough, President Trump's lawyers and President Trump's impeachment defenders, the Republicans who were in the well of the House defending him, they said they never got these documents. These were exculpatory documents they say were kept from them. Sean, I know I say this every time that you're on. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. I mean, this is I think we have more than we had on Nixon. Um, and this is a bigger crime than Nixon. I mean, Nixon was a low level robbery. It was his cover up that was so bad. Um, but he was doing, you know, basically what the what the Democrats did uh, in 2016, using some operatives in the government to, you know, to uh, influence the campaign. He was just looking for influence. They did influence the campaign um, here. We have a guy whose family, I think it's nine of them, received money uh, through shell corporations. We don't have any idea what any family member was doing for all of this money from China, from Ukraine. We have the president now in every step of the way. What he told us was the truth. The exact opposite is what is reality. We have really good sources. We have government sources. What is it going to take? Yeah, uh, well, listen, I, I've seen a market shift in the mainstream media, and I think uh, that is an important element of this. Can We can take a mainstream media that has been in the protection racket of Joe Biden going back to 19 in the lie machine racket in trying to pursue Donald Trump with false allegations, which they did going back to Russia collusion. Are they coming around? And I just want to point out a column that came out in the Washington Post in the last 24 hours by their liberal columnist, Philip Bump. He's their national columnist. He had this headline, Republicans have already achieved a desired impeachment outcome. What does he mean by that? The American public has flipped around from saying Joe Biden didn't do anything wrong. And this was a made up story of Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani and John Solomon to, hey, there's really something here now. And I think that that is an extraordinary shift. CBS, when I broke the whistleblower story a few weeks ago, they came along for the ride. They reported alongside of me and legitimately covered the IRS whistleblowers. They clearly have been very impactful and on the public. And despite a pretty significant blockade in the uh, legacy medium, a majority of Americans now believe that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden did something unethical. That is a remarkable turnaround. And it occurred in spite of the media, which has done everything from call the laptop Russian disinformation when it wasn't to uh, portray all of Joe Biden. 
Biden's statements as true when, in fact, the body of evidence shows they were false. Something is happening at the ground level of American politics in the independent voters of America that is turning around this story right now. So the the persecution of Donald Trump is remarkable. And the the to me, the political interference uh, with his campaign by scheduling all of the trials right around important dates. For instance, we found out yesterday, right the day before Super Tuesday, he goes to court. Um, he goes to another court in Atlanta a week before the uh, yeah. before Georgia goes to the polls. I mean, this is extraordinary. Tell me what would have happened in a in a normal period of America. Would these these charges been held back until after the election? These not the charges, but the the actual court cases. You know, uh, we still need to see how this history pays out. The courts are just getting involved. Just because a trial judge makes a decision doesn't mean that the appellate and Supreme Courts won't intervene in some way. Mark Meadows has a request to move this to federal court. That could have a profound effect on the definition of racketeering. I think we're in a very early stage. But I was on a plane coming back uh, from Milwaukee last week after the debate. And I sat next to alongside a, a gentleman who had come from Georgia, not the state, but the Soviet Republic of Georgia. And he said, mm -hmm. I emigrated to the United States under Ronald Reagan because I saw a banana republic in the Soviet Union. I wanted to escape it. And for the first time in my life, he said to me, I now fear America is becoming that banana republic I fled from. If people who fled tyranny have that impression, they look at this and they can see it for what it is. I think you have to ask yourself, we are in uncharted waters. Are the American people really going to accept this um, uh, democratic driven uh, solution, which is we can't, we may not be able to beat Donald Trump at the polls, so we'll try to tie him up in the court. Nine cases, nine civil and criminal cases against the president, all colliding in 2024. This is not how earlier generations settled their no. disputes. And they it, settled them at the ballot box. It also is disturbing because the damage is already done. You know, yeah. some of these charges are absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, you know, they're Stacey Abrams, for the love of Pete, Hillary Clinton, same thing. And to say that somebody didn't believe it because all the experts said a guy who is surrounded by experts who have just knifed him in the back, uh, you know, for four years and doesn't trust anybody. What you think he actually didn't believe this? Of course, he believed that. Uh, and, and this is what we're going to court with. I mean, I don't know if Stacey Abrams believed that she actually won the election or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She can say it all she wants. Protected political speech. Exactly right. But now the damage has been done because anybody who doesn't, you know, listen to me, read you or anybody like us, they're voting for um, Biden. They absolutely think Donald Trump is the most corrupt man alive. And many independents feel the same way. How, how are we how are we going to show that, no, this one's corrupt. This one doesn't look to be corrupt. Well, there's there's some dynamic going on, Gunn, and I can't understand it yet. I haven't been able to figure out what it is, but there's something at the ground level of the American political electorate that's changing right now. They're either waking up. They see something they don't like. It's subliminal to them. 
But there's one of the things that there's this awakening. And I think the awakening is almost everything that Donald Trump is being accused of. The Democrats already did. Joe Biden kept classified documents, by the way, all the way back to when he was in the Senate, much longer time frame than when Donald Trump did it. Joe Biden had a corrupt relationship with foreign oligarchs. Oh, that's what the Trump family was accused of in 16 that we now know wasn't true. Uh, uh, Donald Trump was accused of lying. It turns out that actually Joe Biden's been lying to us. Almost everything that Donald Trump has been accused of, Americans are waking up and saying, wait a minute, Joe Biden's done the same thing. Why do you say, what, what is it that you are, why are you sensing this? What, what feedback are you hearing that you, you feel like something fundamental is changing? Three things. First up, we're seeing polling numbers that defy the expectations because the mainstream media have covered up so much. I had assumed that most Americans didn't absorb this, but a majority of Americans now believe Hunter and Joe Biden did something corrupt, untoward. How did that happen? A majority of Americans now say that these prosecutions were Trump, even if they think he did something wrong, are political in nature. How did that happen? Because the media hasn't allowed that to happen. When I was in Milwaukee, I I diverted from the downtown area where the debate was. I went into the African-American community on the north side of Washington. I went to a couple of restaurants and I just talked to people. There is a groundswell of people just going to work, trying to make ends meet that Joe Biden lied his way in. He didn't do what he said. He, he, he didn't tell us the truth. And oh, by the way, his economy is a lot worse for us than the Donald Trump economy we had a couple of years ago. Most of them don't like Donald Trump's personality, but they now realize Joe Biden lied to them and, and uh, Donald Trump gave a better life to them. That sense of just going out and reporting, seeing the political data and that there's something going on in America that's not being measured yet by the mainstream media. Though Philip Bump's column gives us all reason to wonder, why is the Washington Post suddenly seeing this? I think there's something coming up in the polling data mm. that hadn't been there before. Um, one last question. The, the, the idea that Donald Trump actually goes to jail. Uh, what, is, what, do you th- what, what is your thought on what, what do the American people do? What happens to us if they throw him in jail? Because they seem bound and determined to do it. They clearly are. Uh, they, they say so. I mean, they make it very clear that's their goal. I don't know. We're in this uncharted territory in American history, not even in the worst days of the duels between Hamilton and Burr. Right. Would we ever imagine that we would just throw our opponent in jail? I don't know how the country will react. I do know one thing. The reaction of Donald Trump going up in the polls every time he's charged with new charges or indicted again, there is a a statement that the American people are making, which is they don't like this. They may not even like Donald Trump's personality, but they don't like what's being done to him. I think that's the first sign of what may be a much larger movement in America. But a lot of history has to play out. The courts have to weigh in. Uh, There's going to be appeals and there's going to be counter evidence uh, uh, given in these cases that might be very different than the narrative. Imagine how different Russia collusion is when you read the John Durham report versus Adam Schiff's bogus allegations in 16 right. and 17. I think a lot of faction plan. One thing I'm certain of, the Democrats are underestimating the wisdom of the American people. They think Americans are stupid and can be fleeced. Americans can't. And they're waking up now and saying, hey, that reality we were sold in 2020 doesn't feel like it's true. That's a very powerful moment in American politics, and I don't know where it'll end. John, thank you very much. John Solomon from Just the News. Uh, again, a people ask me all the time, who do you trust? I trust John Solomon to tell you the truth and get down to the business of it. I mean, he's not right all the time, I'm sure. Nobody is. 
but he's trying and he's one of the few journalists that are truly left. And I'll tell you the bad news. If it hurts your side, if it's true, oh, well, uh, just the The American dream of home ownership, home ownership is taking a hit right now with mortgage rates soaring to 20 year high home prices skyrocketing. Uh, last hour, we told you about a story in Axios where they're actually saying the poor Fed can't can't bring down inflation because people too many people have homes and they should start renting. Oh, really? Like we laid out in the Great Reset and Dark Future, that kind of thing. Rates are now above 7%, coupled with a scarcity of available homes. Ask yourself, in the non-too-distant future, how might that affect your community, your friends, your family? More importantly, what are you going to do about it? What's your plan for riding out the economic shockwaves? May I suggest, in these chaotic times, Goldline is there with a rock-solid offer this week. When you pick up 25-quarter-ounce gold Mayflower rounds, you will get a whopping 25 one-ounce silver Mayflower rounds absolutely free. This offer doesn't extend to IRA orders. As always, Goldline has your back on these economic roller coasters that we're on. They're reading the signs, and so should you. Please find out if this is right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. What do you think about Mark Meadows testifying yesterday? Uh, For five hours, it was a shock. Nobody, because he opens himself up now to cross-examination. He's like, that's fine. This needs to be heard, and it needs to be heard in federal court. I Well, look, there are a lot of calculations you make in a situation like this, and lawyers give you all sorts of advice. At the end of the day, I think it's a good thing for the country that he does stuff like this, right? I like, do too. It moves things along. It, if there is something, maybe they'll find it. But I, my guess is he's not testifying like this if he, if they, if he believes that there's something real they can get to. And then you just get to a point of whether they're going to try to manipulate the situation for their benefit, which, of course, they will. But the question is, will they be successful? I just can't. Uh, I can't believe more people are not outraged. Here's a guy who ju- his crime is getting someone on the phone. The president asked him to get on the phone. And they're saying that this was political and he shouldn't have gone on the phone because it was political in furtherance of this is their big Rico. Yeah. In furtherance of a conspiracy. Yeah. He just said, can you get so-and-so on the phone for me? Get his number. So he called somebody, got the number and gave it to the president. It it was because Donald Trump wanted to talk to that um, state official. I think it was in Pennsylvania about the elections and say, hey, what, where are we on the elections? Where are we in the numbers? Meadows, remember, is the chief of staff. At chief this of time, staff. Right. Like chief if the president staff. asked you to get somebody on the phone, you just get him on the phone. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the cross was, is there ever, a, is there anything he could ask you to do that you just wouldn't do? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. There's lots. Yeah, because this is one of the things that sort of was uh, talked about at the time when these case, these charges came out. There's a lot of stuff in there in the charges that are definitely not crimes, right? Like tweets, right? Like there's yeah, not a crime, but the way the, the Rico stuff works is they have to show each individual step in the crime. So like, for example, if you're a mob boss and you say, ah, just get bill on the phone. Oh, and if someone, if you go and get bill on the phone, that's not a crime. 
But if the preceding conversation leading up to that was, I need to make sure uh, we we kill Polly Walnuts, <laughs> so get Bill on the phone, and you go and get Bill on the phone, well, then that phone call can be part of a crime. Right. But, like, I don't think that there's much evidence that that has happened right. here with Meadows. Think, yeah, they didn't think it was a crime. Right. They, they didn't think it was a crime. Yeah, and, and look, it's in the memo. It's the, not a crime. I read to you the memo the other day about um, their the fake electors scam, as, as the media is calling it. And you read it and you're like, well, look, I think their legal reasoning in this circumstance is not particularly strong. However, that's not a crime. Like they, they, they are talking about we need to do this in a constitutionally protected manner. They're discussing this in the memos. I mean, they, right. they were. And again, you don't put something like this in a memo if you're convinced it's a crime. Right. right? Like it's a, what we're going to do is a, we're going to break into the safe tonight at eight o'clock. Right. Put this in a memo. Send it out. Right. That doesn't happen. No, you don't do that very often. So I don't know. They are going to come after him, and they are coming after him with everything that they have. I'll be interested to hear what what he's thinking, what what he thinks the next steps are. We're going to be talking to President Trump here in just a couple of minutes, but I I just don't you know when you look at these the entire landscape of all of this, they seem determined to destroy him no matter what. No he matter did. what, and I you know I don't know. I hope we're not in a situation. I hope we're still living in a country where that that. They can't actually succeed. But, you know, the questions are certainly there. Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States, maybe 47th as well, joins us in just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to know how long he practiced in the mirror, that look that he gave for the... The mugshot. Um, I can tell you from personal experience that if there is uh, one thing worse than being in pain is the idea that you're in pain and you've just resigned yourself to living with it. That's horrible. I know what it feels like to give up. It's like you're just going to have to step away from everything and just focus on the pain and getting through the days. It doesn't have to be that way for a lot of people. And maybe that's you. Relief Factor exists to give you your life back that you've loved. If you've been living with pain in your life and you're ready to try something just to get rid of it, see if it works, please give Relief Factor a shot. The three-week quick start is $19.95. It's a trial pack that thousands of Americans have already used. More than thousands, millions have now checked this out, and 70% of them go on to order more month after month. So please give them a call, 800-4-RELIEF, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. We speak with former President Donald Trump coming up next. The by far front runner for the Republican nomination and the most persecuted man in, I believe, American history, the former president of the United States, uh, President Donald Trump. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Well, thank you, Glenn. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. You're probably right about that. I, I, Sadly, the most persecuted. Yeah, you are. I've never heard it put 
quite as succinctly, but uh, it's probably true. So let me ask you, you know, you've seen the deep state. We now all know what you saw was true and deeper than I think any of us knew. They've weaponized everything. They are serious about trying to put you in prison. Can I ask, will you and can you run a campaign from a jail cell? Well, I don't think that's ever happening. We have a great case. Uh, every case is a scam. Uh, this is just like Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember, I was going to be guilty with Russia, Russia, Russia. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with 18 radical Democrats and Bob Mueller, the Mueller report said there was no collusion. Everyone yeah. had a heart attack. And uh, then they started Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Then they started lying on Pfizer reports. These are bad people. These are sick people. And now uh, we're... We have the biggest lead I've ever had. Uh, mm-hmm. The debate, I actually went up after the debate, as you know. We did your your friend Tucker's uh, interview, yes. and he had 261 million people, which is an all-time record. Yeah. So when you say, uh, like, I didn't do a debate, I actually didn't do a debate, but I had 261 million people listening versus 11 million, which mm-hmm. they had, which was one of the lowest-rated debates. So uh, I went up uh, fairly substantially after that, and I think the... Uh, fake indictment that they did in Georgia was uh, very helpful. And then they insisted on a mugshot and somehow it turned out to be very iconic. I have to tell you, I I, I don't know how you, uh, how you do it every day. I really don't. I I, I would have lost my mind a long time ago. You said in, in 2016, you know, uh, lock her up. And then when you became president, you said, we don't do that in America. That's just not the right thing to do. That's what they're doing. Do you regret not locking her up? And if you're president again, will you lock people up? Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, The answer is you have no choice because they're doing it to us. I always had such great respect for the office of the president, the presidency. And uh, but the office of the president and I never hit Biden as hard as I could have. And then I heard he was trying to indict me and it was him that was doing it. You know, I don't think he's sharp enough to think about much. (laughs) <laughs> but he was there, and he was probably the one given the order. But he was, you know, hard to believe that he even thinks about that because he's he's gone. But then I said, well, they're actually trying to indict me because every one of these indictments is him, including Bragg. You know, Bragg yeah. put his he put his top people. I don't know if you know this. He put his top person into the office of the Manhattan District Attorney. They've been in total coordination with Fannie Willis. Uh, the uh, woman that I never met that they accused me of rape, that's being run by a Democrat, uh, a Democrat operative and paid for by the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, so many of these things, I have a couple of other lawsuits all funded against me by the Democrat Party. These are sick people. These are evil people. And it actually it's an amazing thing. We talk about the public. The public is smarter than Anyone can imagine because they understand what's happening. I'm like, it's really actually driven. I was doing very well before this stuff, but it's really driven my poll numbers up. And you look at these, you know, that basically they're saying, I don't have a right to challenge an election. And I, I did something and I have to get it to you like immediately yesterday where we put in all of the Democrats over the last 15, 20 years. That oh, have yeah. been challenging elections. And we, this tape, the problem is it would go on for two hours. Yeah. No, we have 25 we have 25 minutes of it <laughs> i mean oh, it's crazy oh, you, you got it yeah okay. yeah okay good 
did you get that from me? Did, did my office send that in? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember where we. Uh, do you okay, remember, good. Stu? But, you but we yourself. have it. and We've played it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's incredible. Uh, it does. Yeah. It doesn't stop. No. I mean, it doesn't stop. They just. It just keeps going and going. So and much nastier. I mean, I'm I'm like a kind person by comparison. They're calling for death. That you oh, Maxine Waters is crazy. She's like a crazy lunatic. The way she talks about people, go into restaurants and beat them up and uh, things. You, so, you know, her statements are just unbelievable. But a lot of them are unbelievable. And uh, th- nobody talks about them. Hillary Clinton, who called up and conceded the night of the election. And a week later, she started saying that she won the election. Not that she was. She said, I didn't win. Uh, I didn't win. You know, it's all not. And then she made up the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And then after two years, I won that. And then they go into Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. No, these are sick people. I know. But the public so, gets it. They get it almost as well as you do. I don't so, think anybody gets it. So, Mr. President, we have, um, we have so many problems. I, I, got, a, uh, I got a call from a, a Democrat uh, just uh, last week. And she said, uh, Glenn, I'm, I'm thinking about voting for a Republican. And I'm still a Democrat. She said, but I'm on a fixed income. I know for a fact what I used to have in my pocket at the end of every month is now not even there at the end of every week. They are hurting. People feel like the republic is over. A lot of people look at what's going on and say, this can't last. Can you give people hope that change can happen and you can bring things back Uh a, a republic and an economy? So, Glenn, I can. Look, we had this running until COVID, two and a half years. It was the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were, everybody was happy. African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women, men, people with diplomas from MIT and people with no diplomas from high school. Everybody was happy. And frankly, I was getting calls from people on the left and even the radical left. Get together, get together. This country was coming together. Then we got hit with COVID. We did a great job with COVID. It has never been acknowledged, but it will be in history. We did a great job with the ventilators and all the things we did. Because nobody knew what it was. Nobody had any clue as to what Mm -hmm. it was. And we did a great job. And when we handed it back over after a terrible, terrible election... I mean, they used COVID, they cheated. Even if you just go by what they did with legislators uh, and legislatures, uh, what they did with the consent decree in Georgia, the signing of that consent decree was by Raffensperger and the governor. The signing of that consent decree was the end of Georgia. That was the beginning of the end. And then when Doug Collins didn't get in, instead of picking, you know, you would have had Purdue, you would have had Collins. It would have been like a routine thing. But if you look at those things, it was so badly hurt. But the signing of that consent decree and frankly, going around legislatures and not getting approvals and running these elections the way they ran them was a disgrace. But again, I got more votes than any sitting president in history by far, by millions. I know. And it's a very, very sad thing that happened to us. So so let me ask you, because you 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 talk about um, what has happened in the past. I look at the GOP, you know, the head of the, the chair of the RNC uh, tweeted on the day that you had the mugshot, her excitement for the convention to come to Houston in 2028. They're not. I mean, the GOP is not at their post. And 
uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, that the GOP has not been changing the things that happened last time in the election. They haven't shored those up. How do we how do we ensure that we have a real election if the GOP won't do anything? Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Look, I've been complaining they're not tough enough. The Democrats are dirty players. They lie. They cheat. What they did was unbelievable with ballots, with every every conceivable form of of cheating. And that includes, if you think, even the FBI. How about the FBI Twitter? Then you have the DOJ and, and Facebook and you have all of these things that happen. And it was incredible what they did. And they use COVID to do it. But, you know, it's, I'll tell you, my most two questions that I've asked most often is the first is, how do you take it? How do you live? How do you take it? And I get that asked from very successful people like you. Yeah. But I get that asked by the most successful people, people that have been tough and smart. They say, could I ask you something, President? How do you take it? And I take it because I take it. You know, I mean, I, I sometimes say, do I have a choice? These people are, are crazy. But, you know, I've been taking it from the day I came down the escalator. You know, they made up that Russia hoax when I went up to number one in the polls. You know, if I wasn't uh, polling, if I were doing in fourth place, like almost everybody, you know, they're all, they're all gone. The Republicans are all gone. They're way, they're way down. Uh, De Sanctimony is a very disloyal guy. He's so far down. I think he's probably not even going to be in second place much longer. But I'm, I'm 40, 50 points ahead of all the Republicans. But they say, how do you take it? The fact that there's such love of what we stand for and what we stand for is a great economy, strong borders. All of it's going to come back. The hardest thing to cure is going to be the millions and millions of people that they allowed into our country. Yeah, they allow millions of people... And, Glenn, these are people from prisons, from jails. These are people from mental institutions. And you can call them insane asylums, which is a step above. These are the, the people that they're allowing into our country. And there are terrorists. Uh, there are terrorists coming into our country. And they're just walking in. And they're totally nobody knows who they are, what they are, where they are. It's what they're doing to our country is either a death wish they're not stupid because anybody that could cheat that way in elections is not stupid. But what they are is, I believe they might hate our country. They have to, <laughs> you think they want, might. They might hate our country. No, but, and who can want open borders? Right. Who I know. can want no voter ID? You know, they have a thing for voter ID. Let's, they fight voter ID viciously. Why don't you want voter ID? Because you want to cheat. And if you think about it, they have to cheat. Because who wants open, who's going to vote for open borders, high taxes, high interest rates, bad economy, weak military, woke, and a woke military, believe it or not. You know, I defeated ISIS with our military. I did it in four weeks. I took out ISIS. I was told by uh, certain generals that are television generals it would take years. And I flew to Iraq, and I came back with uh, some incredible information. And I knocked out ISIS in four weeks. You know, our so, military is incredible. They don't get the credit. But then you see in Afghanistan, I was all forgetting. I'm yeah. the one that got the troops down. I know. But you have to keep Bagram, and you have to take our soldiers out last, not first. What they did is so horrible. And I believe it was the lowest point in the history of our country, what happened that oh, withdrawal, I, the way they withdrew from Afghanistan was yeah. the lowest in the history yeah, of our country. But I think no, so. we'll bring it back. Okay, We're so bring back the economy. And we're going to bring back the strong border. Last question. 
you said that you weren't uh, you weren't going, but you would be watching the uh, the debate for a vice president. Have you thought of Vice President Ramaswamy? Well, I think he's great. Look, anybody that said I'm the best uh, president in a generation, I don't know. You'll have to define generation, but it's a long time. And uh, he said it a couple of times, and he said it in 100 years. So I, I have to like a guy like that. You know, I can't get up, upset with him, but he's a smart guy. Uh, he's a young guy. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. He's a very, very, uh, a very intelligent person. He's got good energy, and he, he could be in some form of something. I tell you, I think he'd be very good. I think he's very good. I think he's really distinguished himself. He's starting to get out there a little bit. He's a little bit getting a little bit controversial. I got to tell him be a little bit careful because yeah. some, things to, some things you have to hold in just a little bit, right? But yeah. he's, uh, he's got a lot of good energy, I will tell you. And he's he's uh, he's been very nice to me. And and you know most of them have, other than Christie. Don't forget Christie left with an eight oh, yeah. percent approval rating. Oh yeah, it was horrible. He left with, and he was tied up in Bridgegate the whole thing. Yeah. It was a mess. It was he was a disaster. It, it was amazing how there is the new generation and the the old generation of of Republicans that just seem to be completely out of touch with what time it is. No. So they don't get it. Yeah. They don't. And Mitch McConnell, I mean, Mitch has oh. to go, has to go. He's given them trillions of dollars that he could have stopped. You know, and now they're campaigning on the fact that they have trillions of dollars that was given by Mitch and his and 10 of his people that voted as he demanded that they vote. And, you know, it's not that he's a leader. He raises a lot of money and he gives it to senators. Yeah, no. He, and it's sort of like he buys his leadership. It's exactly terrible. Exactly right. But, but he gave them all of this Green New Deal money, and it's probably $9 trillion if you add it up. And it's like throwing it out the window. It's a horrible thing. And it does cause inflation, but it's like throwing it out the window. It's a horrible thing. President Donald Trump, thank you very much, sir. We pray for you. Millions of Americans uh, stand behind you. And I I hope more and more Americans wake up to uh, the circus that uh, we've turned our country into uh, with this persecution of you. But thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we're going to make America great again. You watch. It's going to happen fast. It's going to happen fast. And I appreciate it very much. And you're a brave voice. You are a very brave voice and have been for a long time. Thank Thank you, you, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, program. I, I'm being told I have a 60-second commercial I have to give you, but it's my commercial, realestateagentsitrust.com, mm-hmm. which is my company. So here's here's the deal. You want to buy or sell your house? Want to get it the right real estate agent? Get it done fast? Get it done right? Realestateagentsitrust.com. They say you'll remember things if it's in a jingle. So here it is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Ow. Okay. Now, let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about that interview. What did you think about? I mean, you know, it's it's Donald Trump, so he kind of, you know, says whatever he wants to say. Mm-hmm. But there's a few things that came out of it. Hey, I'm not going to jail. That's not going to happen. Yep. Uh, he's very consistent. He's very convinced of that. Correct. Two. Uh, and no, I don't. I don't regret not locking her up. But now they're doing it to us, and so yes. We now have to do it. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I. I 
I, I if if they're guilty of crimes of and course. there's lots of them, yep. then yes, they should be locked up. Um, what was uh, yeah the Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. answer, which I thought was pretty think? interesting. I I kind of took it as he likes him. He but likes him because he likes him because he you know he likes Donald Trump. Uh, but, you know, he's, <laughs> but he's a smart. He mentioned young guy. It made, made me think. Does he think he's too young for that particular job? It seemed like he wanted. He was interested in him for something, but uh, not necessarily the VP. Is the vibe I took from that. Also, it was funny when he was a little concerned that Vivek was a little too controversial. <laughs> guy, you know, because Don, I thought Donald that was, was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call him, tell him, you know, you're getting a little out there. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Same back time, same back channel.